I think most teachers actually have quite good relationships with their students to start off with. That makes it easier to connect with them when you're not face to face. I would say it's about maintaining the context of that relationship when you can't be face to face. Welcome to Illumin, where we explore issues of interest and importance in education. I'm Jacinda Isler, Principal of Brisbane Girls Grammar School and your host. The global pandemic has shown us that young people are adaptable. They want to learn and crave new information. Teachers around the world have worked so hard, been so flexible and creative over the last two years to educate their students during a time when education has been radically transformed in a very short space of time. The United Nations estimates that the pandemic has disrupted the education of about 95% of the world's students, representing the largest disruption to education in history. Nisha Swanston moved to Australia from the UK in search of sunshine and a new adventure, but she brought with her a great passion for technology. She's particularly interested in developing in our students those hands-on skills, the, the physical component of the technology subjects. And she teaches design and technology, being a very creative and inspiring force in our faculty at Girls Grammar for nearly 10 years. Welcome, Nisha. Thank you, Jacinda. Nisha, as a technologies teacher, I imagine you are already quite adept at using technologies in the classroom. But how did you find teaching remotely affected your classroom practice? It's a good question, Jacinda. Um, being a teacher of technology, you would assume that the setup would be really easy to do in terms of the nuts and bolts, which it was. Setting up my home office and things like that were very easy to do. However, the actual task of remote teaching can be a little bit more tricky. Um, I feel privileged to be surrounded by my colleagues in the faculty who have worked incredibly hard at creating an abundance of resources for our online learning platform Minerva. That was all done prior to going into quarantine. Having those actually made the transition for our students quite comfortable. They were easy to use and familiar as they were using them in our classrooms throughout the term already. The challenge was trying to get creative when remote. Um, it's quite easy to deliver content by talking to students, delivering content verbally, but it can get boring. Um, I was aware that my classroom is full of things that we do with our hands, drawing, entertainment in terms of multimodal visuals, and that's quite difficult to come across when you are remote and teaching in Zoom. So students like variety, and especially when they're trying to learn from a different environment, the key is to ensure that they're engaged with whatever they're trying to learn and what you're trying to deliver. So this uh, adaptability applies not just for the students, obviously, but very much for the teachers. And in your article, I think you've described them brilliantly. You're talking about teachers having to respond to this rapidly changing world and being moulded by that experience. You describe them as powerful strategic warriors prepared for battle at any moment and having an arsenal of home learning equipment. But of course, it can be very difficult to connect personally with students online and for all the technical tools that we have at our disposal, it's not always easy to overcome some of those less tangible human challenges that learning brings. How did you find our teachers were able to overcome it? 
I think most teachers actually have quite good relationships with their students to start off with. That makes it easier to connect with them when you're not face-to-face. I would say it's about maintaining the context of that relationship when you can't be face-to-face. For example, in-house group we had a bring your pet to class day. Um, It was a way for us to embrace the fact that we were at home, embrace our home environment and understand that it was completely different to what we have experienced in school. It allowed us to share in something that we don't get a chance to share when we are in the school environment. We are restricted, we're restricted to our classrooms and the space of the school grounds. But when you're at home, you often don't see that side of students. And I found that being able to open them up and um, ensure that it was normal in ways to be in this environment. And we all have families, we all have pets and and people that might interrupt our learning and teaching. And I think that by doing so and kind of making them feel comfortable with that, it was a way of encouraging our students to embrace the new normal that we were in quarantine, stuck in for two weeks. Do you think this new normal, this remote learning experience is changing the landscape of education and teaching for the longer term? I do actually. Um, It's easy to jump to the conclusion that it's having a detrimental impact on learning and education. Um, I have colleagues overseas and colleagues and friends in Australia and when I talk to them about teaching and learning it's interesting and it seems to be quite the opposite of that. Um, Students seem to be retaining actually 25 to 60 percent more information when learning online which is quite interesting. Um, I read an article recently from the World Economic Forum which reflected on practices across the world. They mentioned guest speakers talking to classes over Zoom. They talked about how they had a Premier League football player who actually came and taught part of their curriculum at one point and I thought well that's a really unusual aspect of teaching that we almost would never get a chance to experience. Some of these new technologies that we've had to adapt to um, wouldn't have been conceived had it not been for the global pandemic. Day to day, I think I've, even currently, I've got year nine students that um, were using Zoom to talk to partners who were unable to attend school for whatever reason. We were in lockdown, we were in quarantine, and in and out of these new situations that we find ourselves in, sometimes it means that some students are unable to attend. We have a lovely project happening currently in Year 9 in Technologies where students are working in pairs and it has been a joy to see some pairs where students have taken their own initiative and said, am I able to Zoom my partner please? And they work within class, one's working on paper, the other's working on paper at home, showing each other their information and it's really nice to see that collaboration. Something that We never integrated into our classrooms before and it's great to have as a tool now and it's common and it's a a common thing that we are able to integrate compared to what we had in terms of quite a rigid idea in some ways of what, what teaching was like within a classroom. And interestingly, Nisha, perhaps along the the same line, the Australian Curriculum Assessment and Reporting Authority, ACARA, recently reported that despite expectations, the NAPLAN results for 2021 were not statistically any lower than those of 2019. What's your take on that, Nisha, as a teacher? It consistently reflects good work that teachers are putting in with their students. It, for me, says that the work that we did prior to the pandemic 
has consistently continued throughout that time where we have been affected by remote learning. Regardless of the fact that our students have been off-site, the content and the learning and the calibre of teaching has stayed high. It also shows that students have responded quite well to the change. I think that they have been adaptable and they've taken on board the new tools and ways in which teachers are approaching delivering content. Perhaps maybe giving that freedom to students, letting them explore, research independently, use those skills that we often want them to use within the classroom, outside of the classroom when they can't be with one another, has forced them to apply that learning directly and maybe it's encouraged them in some ways to continue using those literacy skills throughout. It would probably be a good moment, I think, perhaps to hear from some of our students. So Evie and Tessa are open to sharing their ideas on how they stayed motivated and engaged during a period of remote learning. Evie, during our period of remote learning recently, how did you keep your motivation high? Was it difficult sometimes to stay engaged or were there ways that you were able to stay engaged and overcome distractions? I found remote learning pretty good. I found that I had lots of time to do it at my own pace and I got through things faster and had less homework. I kept motivated by thinking we're going to get past these two weeks and I just thought that I'm going to see my friends soon. So knowing your friends were on the other side helped yeah. keep you focused. Do you find sometimes that using your computer or other devices while learning at home is a positive thing or are there times where you have to have strategies to make sure you don't have too much screen time? Yeah, I found during the remote learning that I was on my computer a lot and I had much higher screen time as I was having Zooms every lesson, but my teacher's helped with that. They set activities in our textbooks, which is good. So was having a bit of fun important too during the period of home learning? Did your teachers do fun things that kept you motivated? Yeah, I found that was very important. My art teacher set this activity where we went outside and got to take photos of our favourite room in our house, which was very fun. And we showed our pets in house group. So I heard about the bring a pet day. So some of those things that feel a little bit different from normal school life, but also something that keeps you connected personally to your teachers and your friends. Was, Was that your experience, Evie? Yeah. So Tessa, during the period of remote learning that we all experienced recently, was it hard to keep your motivation up or did you sometimes find it difficult to stay engaged? Or if not, how did you kind of keep yourself still interested in school and learning? Well, I consider myself a hard worker, but during remote learning, I found that my motivation did drop a little bit because I was in my own space. I was a bit more relaxed, so I felt a little less pressure to actually complete the work that we were set. So I did find that I needed to needed some strategies to help keep my motivation high. So I would often put any devices that weren't my laptop in a separate room so I wasn't distracted. I would also close my doors so I wasn't distracted by any members of my family. So you had, you're actually quite thoughtful about how you manage your time. Yeah. So Tessa, computers are certainly essential to your learning at times, but they can also find us spending too much time on a screen. So again, I, how, how did you make sure that you weren't spending too much time on computers? Well, during break times, such as lunch, I would often go downstairs and do a little bit of exercise or just simply sit outside on the veranda. And I would often try and read a little bit. 
after school or during lunch to get away from the screen. And were there some fun things, Tessa, or helpful things that your teachers got you to do while you were engaged in home learning? During house assembly, our house captains did a really fun activity where it was sort of a scavenger hunt in your house, but they gave you a limited time, like about one minute, and you would have to go and find an item of clothing or sunglasses, for example, then come back, put them on, and everyone would get to see what everyone had picked up. And also Miss Swanston's class, actually. Our task is a partner task, so they would put us in a breakout room with our partner, so we would be able to just converse with them alone, so that was very helpful. Evie and Tessa, thank you for sharing your thoughts about how you managed um, that period of remote learning. Thank you. Nisha, in a recent article, which our listeners can find if they look at the episode notes, you wrote about how to engage students on Zoom. And you also spoke about that wide range of unique vulnerabilities we know our students bring to the task of teaching and learning. What kinds of vulnerabilities do you see in your students and how did you work with them to be creative and stay engaged during the remote learning period? I think that the reality of how uncertain our times are at the moment does amplify vulnerabilities in our students. Routine is something that we know most young people really enjoy and thrive on. When we have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow, we are waiting on making important decisions based on perhaps a daily press conference, not knowing can feel quite overwhelming for adults as well as students. I find that reassurance is always welcome in these uncertain times. Making students feel as though they're still in a comfortable, supported environment is really important. That we hear them, we understand that these times are unusual and that this different that we are living in is also important to acknowledge. Consistency is really helpful with students. We had house group every morning during our quarantine period and personally I I really enjoyed seeing my house group in the morning. Familiar faces, people who you're fond of, it helps keeping calm in these times and I think the, the most obvious vulnerability was that of uncertainty and In doing small things like that, keeping that consistency, it it helps our students feel that little bit more comfortable that there is some sense of normality in the background. And as you said, seeing your students first thing in the morning, maybe or maybe not in your pyjamas or them in theirs, one of the experiences that we've all shared throughout this pandemic has been that melding of the professional with the personal. So Nisha, what was your personal experience of teaching from home and how did you negotiate that teaching with your family life? particularly during the period of mandatory quarantine, which is obviously inherently more challenging even than lockdown. Quarantine is something incredibly different. When you're in lockdown, you have slightly more freedom, as as people would know, to be able to even just go outdoors and take a walk. My husband and I are both high school teachers, and we had to quarantine along with our two-year-old son. To say it was challenging might be a slight understatement. Initially, I didn't think it would be that difficult, but trying to juggle two teachers on Zoom and a small person in the house who just does not understand what's going on was a challenge. Um, I bet the students enjoyed meeting him, though, Nisha. They definitely did. He made appearances in my lessons, waved hello. Pretty much my house group know who he is now. And I think even my husband popped in to take him away at some points um, just to ensure that I could perform my task as a teacher and actually teach my lessons. Um, 
the juggle is real and I'm sure that many other teachers had very similar experiences of their own as well. We tried to get outside in our garden every day. We were very lucky to have a garden. We were renovating and um, tried to use some of the dis time to distract our son as well. We had to negotiate time between ourselves. You know, my, my husband and I had to make almost a timetable for our own family and decide, okay, well, what time is your house group? What time is my house group? And who had which lessons when? And I'm sure that students and, and other staff alike had to do something similar. You know, family routines still happen when we're in quarantine lunch, dinner, etc., or has to happen when we are all together and that works around our class times and, and life. It was an interesting experience and uh, I think everyone had come away from that with stories to tell. <laughs> Absolutely, we'll write them all down one day in the future. But Nisha, to conclude our conversation, I'd like to ask you your opinion on this very frequently asked question about the amount of time spent on devices, not only for learning, but obviously for connection. What do you think a healthy balance of technology looks like for younger people? I think what you mentioned about connection is incredibly important. Being away from our school community is difficult and one of the only ways that we can stay in touch is through our devices. It really becomes a lifeline in some ways for students and staff. I know that personally a lot of my students that I was speaking to found that they were using their devices a little bit more. When you think about healthy balance, well, what might work for one student is going to be different for another. A year seven student might find that they need to use their device a certain amount of times during the day to access their lessons, whereas a year 12 student might find that they have more in terms of access. They have more Zoom meetings. They might be more lengthy with their teachers. And I think it's about understanding that, well, when your school day is done, when you have addressed all of your assignments or, or lessons that you perhaps had to attend, what can you kind of put aside? What can you take from the family environment that you're in and how could you maybe put the device aside for a short amount of time at least and connect with the people that you are physically with at that moment. When you talk about balance I think it's different for everybody. I think understanding your limits is really important. A year 12 student is, is going to have different limits to a year 9 student in terms of how much they need their device for connection as well. I know that our year 12 students have been looking forward to so many of their final activities within their last year of school and that connection has been incredibly important for them when they're considering their friendship groups, formal planning, all the wonderful things that they have to look forward to in this year. So balance is important, but I think if we try and incorporate some outside time, put the devices away for at least an hour in the after school time, I think it would allow our students and staff even some time to kind of regroup and find pleasure in what they have in their own home environment that doesn't require them to look at a screen. Nisha Swanston, thank you for sharing your professional expertise as a design and technology teacher and also a little about your personal experience during remote learning. Thank you for speaking with me. Thank you for inviting me, Jacinda.
You have been listening to Illumin, a podcast by Brisbane Girls Grammar School. Music for this podcast was written and performed by Year 12 student Alicia Singh. To ensure you never miss an episode of Illumin, please subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. And to learn more about the school, visit the website at www.bggs.qld.edu.au.